Welcome to Creators Revival, where we talk all things creativity, branding, and design. I am your host, Kendall Mason, and welcome to episode number 17, What Are the Benefits of Branding? Welcome to the show, episode number 17. Glad to have you here. This episode is super interesting. We are going to talk about why should you even, like, what are the benefits of it? We know we had talked about you know why you want to brand but why should you but we're gonna go a little bit deeper into the actual benefits and these are some things that are going to be more centric to your business and what is it actually going to do to the perceived value of your business so when you're going through a rebranding maybe you are looking to update the color scheme of your existing brand or maybe you're looking to get a new typeface or choose type specimens or even just increasing the overall image starting with the logo or there might be a brand strategy that would be needed in place because you don't know exactly what your brand stands for or there's mixed messages on what the brand stands for but those are plenty of reasons as to why but how's it going to benefit you what are some things we can really look at and get those benefits rolling in so that you're making sure that whatever it is that you're providing is going to be crystal clear to the audience that you're trying to reach and more importantly how is it going to affect them when you do make these decisions Seth Godin once said, a brand is the set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that taken together. Seth Godin once said, a brand is the set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that taken together account for a consumer's decision to choose one product or service over the other. And that is very, very true, that all of these things that are combined, that are are taken into account, it's the summary. It's almost like a blind date. Chances are your blind date is going to be Googling information on you or at least try to look you up on Facebook or any social media channels. And they're going to do the same thing or they're going to do the same thing for your business when it comes to dealing with customers. I just had a meeting the other day and you better believe that i assumed that you know the the prospect or the the client had googled everything about me that they had known and looked up everything that they could possibly find on linkedin twitter instagram facebook going to my website looking at my videos probably listen to a few episodes of the podcast so by the time they meet me they feel like they already know me because they've already got a census of who i am so this comes to why an investment when it comes to building a brand or managing the expectations that are set that's like your online database you want to make sure that all the information that you have about you says the same thing that it's under one umbrella and then it's consistent all the way across the board you might frame it differently depending on the platform that you on for example having a conversation on Facebook is going to be very different from having a conversation on LinkedIn. The audience is just different. Their psychology is different. It might be the same person, but you know that you behave very, very differently when you're hanging out with your girlfriends and you're going out to um, the, the, the Buckhead Saloon versus going to church on a Sunday and you're with your family. It's just different. It's just the way that you behave is different. So that actually rolls us into why should you actually not just think about the effects of branding or why you should brand in the first place, but don't think of it as just making a decision or just doing something because everybody else is doing it. This is an investment. And this is an investment in shaping the perception of the people that will be engaging with your product and your service. So it's not just the way that you see you. 
even though that's very, very important, that internal instinctive cognitive branding is very important, but also the way that people are seeing you in the outside world, you want to make sure that it's going to be as consistent as possible. So every single touch point that they come across, they know that it's you because your message is such, it's so, it's airtight. And it's not something that they have to think about or have to try to piece together themselves because you've already done it for them. The best way to get the perception taken advantage of or leveraged, I should say, is by managing those expectations and managing those perceptions. And that's the best way to actually build a brand when you are trying to build it across multiple social media channels and multiple involvements that are happening across the board. So you want to make sure that whatever you're saying, that it's consistent, that it's concise, and that you are setting these expectations and that they are reflecting the essence, i.e. the value or the beliefs or your vision or your mission statement, that it's concise with those parameters to make sure that you have the best shot in actually being remembered because you're literally pounding your audience with the same content, with the same message over and over and over again. Every piece of identity that you have is going to express itself in all the forms and all the communication pieces that it's involved in. And all of this can be absorbed and integrated and used to tell that complete story, to have the complete story succinct, solid, and easy to follow and easy to understand. And people want to understand you. They want to be an advocate of your product. They want to be involved and they want to share it. They want to come along with you in the journey. So whether you are recording videos or you're sending newsletters or you're recording a podcast or you're really great in front of a camera and you want to shoot a really great video, that's awesome. That's fantastic. You can develop a layer of consistency based on your strengths. You don't have to sit and try to figure out, okay, well, what am I good at? And then kind of leverage that. You can sit and find those things that you're good at and actually leverage that to actually build that actual brand and have that built into the identity as well. Even sitting down and understanding what your values are, that is going to be important in figuring it out and understanding, okay, why is this going to be important? Maybe that's something you have to ask yourself. What's important to me and why should I do it? And then that begins to become, okay, I now have an idea of what I'm actually investing in and I'm investing in the people. It's not just my product even though that might be great, it not just a service, even though that might be, you have killer service, but it's understanding that at the end of the day, you are investing into people. And that brand that you're creating, you're helping to establish the culture by the consistency of either your, your like I said, your values, um, your heritage, or your beliefs. And these are typically shared amongst a group of people. And you realize that you're not the only one who values these things. And then that's where really strong tribes come into play. If you're married or in a relationship or have a partner or someone that you really, really care about, usually if I ask you what is it about that person that you appreciate so much, What's it about them that you really care about? Nine times out of 10, it's not going to have anything to do or much to do with their physical form. It's not what they look like. It's not what they smell like. It's not the color of their hair or their eyes. Even though you might appreciate those features about that person, but chances are it's going to be something much deeper than that. It's going to be something that is not visible to the eye. It's going to be something unseen. It's the way that person 
Maybe it's the way that they look at you and you feel a certain way or the way that they smile or the interest that they take in you. So a lot of these are not things that are surface level, but it's a certain way that you actually feel about them and that feeling that you have that you get from them you then backward rationalize it logically as to why you like that person. So a lot of these things are very intrinsic. They're not apparent on the surface. They're not something that's going to be evident at first. It's something that it's not something we can visibly and really get down and actually touch and actually transfer into something else or someone else. And that's the way that you can that's the that's typically why the value of any company product or service becomes um becomes esteemed the way that it becomes really really valued and it becomes this higher echelon of greatness is because it's not just of the product itself it's what the product is doing for that what person and that giving person. for and that that's person. the way they feel about it it's the way they feel for your about customers, your services say, or ideas so it's what they it's become doing advocates to your customers and it's a slow process it's nothing you could force you can't force people to care about what it is that you're giving them but what you can do is you can give it consistently enough so that they unconsciously recognize it when it's not there because you've added so much value to them that it's become a part of their lifestyle. It's become a natural part of their their identity. Your identity intrinsically becomes part of their identity because you've matched values and you've reinforced their belief system about themselves enough time in a positive way that na they now are tied to you they now see your brand as an extension of themselves and that's how it works it's adding it in enough times so that people unconsciously register your brand or your product or your service with who they are lifting them up making them feel important making them feel interesting or making them feel felt and those factors are very important and they're really, really tied to the consistent part of branding and marketing and reinforcing those beliefs and making them feel like, hey, wow, I'm actually I'm not on this journey alone. And that's really important when you're on when we're on a planet with three, well, with seven and a half billion people, you the worst thing you can do is feel like that you're alone. So Feeling connected to other people who value the same things that you value, even if it's something as simple as, I don't know, troll dolls. You have an affinity for troll dolls, and you collect them, and you know everything about them. And you have the first one, you have the bigger ones, you have the smaller ones, you have the plastic ones, you have the ones with real hair, you have the ones with fake hair. So those, even having that interest in finding other people especially on the internet now there's so much opportunity you have to find people who have the same interests as you and you can just connect with them you can go and you can vibe and you can share ideas and you can narrow things out and you can get crystal clear on what it is that you want to be part of and then you can engage and be part of that community and not feeling like it's just you so that's something that that's the, where the intangible comes into place is that connectivity that you have with the other person and that connectivity that's being given and it's being shared becomes this co-creative experience. So we are co-creating an experience for each other by proxy of your brand and your brand values. I want to touch up real quick on the concept of perception. Perception is what's actually happening inside of your mind. It's something that your mind takes information that's being delivered from the outside and it translates it based on how you're actually 
perceiving the world, the rules, the guidelines, the beliefs, the insecurities. These are all things that are developing your perception, your experiences. All of that gets combined and it gets mashed up in a very short period of time, which becomes your perception, right? Your point of view, your POV. And so with these things in mind, when these things are being considered, when you're looking at the world, that can actually be shaped you can be taught to see things a certain way. In fact, a lot of things, a lot of beliefs that you have now aren't even yours. They were given to you based from an outside experience. They were given to you either by a sibling or a parent. A lot of the beliefs that we have aren't even our own. They were given to us by someone else. And so these perceptions are actually affecting the way that we are going through the world, how we're performing, how we're behaving, what we're doing, how we respond or react to certain scenarios are all based immediately on how we're seeing things internally. So those two things are tied together. And if you are operating a certain way in the world and you're trying to figure out why am I doing what am I what I'm doing or why do I believe what do I believe which is in turn your perception you begin to not only perform a certain way but through that behavior you begin to get certain results and these results are actually would reinforce your perception or your belief for better or for worse and so it's like a cycle that begins to happen so the way that you're seeing the world will affect how you respond to it and the way that you respond to it in turn reflects the results that you're getting and that just happens over and over again it's like this cylinder and so my point is that when you go back and you can shift the perception that people have of you, the way that they respond to you will change. If you take on the persona of someone who's, we'll say, handsome or wealthy and very, very by the book, doesn't mess around, no funny stuff, very, very deliberate and tactical and timely, then people will respond to you in that way. It doesn't matter how long they've known you. It doesn't matter if they've just met you or if they've known you for years. If you take on, if you change that internal dialogue and you shift that internal dialogue and you turn that into something that is what you value or who you would like to be and you reinforce that over and over and over and over again it can be done through a mantra it can be done through watching certain videos repeatedly it can be done by affirmations it can be done by listening to sleep tapes it can be done by even reading the same book or holding your body in a certain way, adjusting your physiology and using that to your advantage. Done enough times, the world will respond to you in that manner. Yeah, granted, you're going to have people that will challenge that idea and you will also have people that will take on the same persona as you simultaneously. If they are strong enough or if you are strong enough in your conviction there will not be any friction. You will both have total respect for each other's purpose. Now, if someone is insecure about the decision that they're made or the persona that they're trying to project, then of course they will crumble because then they don't really they weren't really convinced in the first place. So here's my point. Here's how it actually ties back into branding. That 
it's the same way that companies can actually exist. Two different companies that offer the same value, the same product, and the same service. That's how they can exist in the same marketing space and have plenty of opportunity amongst both of them. Essentially, having zero, they cannot competing with each other because they know that they have something unique and they don't have to prove to anybody their own self-worth or their own self-value. They don't have to convince people of that. They just say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I do it. Either you're on board or not. And I'm okay with that because I'm pretty sure there are there's plenty of people out there are just enough for me for what I need that that do want what I have to offer. And I will never be short. I'm living in abundance and I will never be short of opportunity. And that's a great position you should be taking with your brand. That's a perception that you can actually adapt and that you can use. You don't need my permission. You don't, I mean, if you don't trust me, then find somebody else who's already said it. Because what I'm telling you isn't something new. It's something that's been said over again, plenty of times. So what I'm saying is that changing that perception in your consumer, in your end consumer, by being consistent about something specific, about what you want to establish will help to build that brand story, will help to build that narrative. Now, you might need to test things out. I've tested things out. If you look at my Instagram page, you'll notice that I've lately or early on, I've been doing a lot of inspirational quotes. I would take quotes and I would make them um, just basically bedazzle them up make sure the the message the quote and the message reflected in all the elements of the design whether it be the typography the images and the element choices that are there but i'm asking myself is this the message that i want to get across is i could do this and i'd be fine but it's not what i want to say i don't want to just say a bunch of quotes and you might be different. Maybe saying quotes is the thing for you. Maybe you might get great reactions from doing quotes. However, I like to create things. I like to make things. I have There's tons of ideas that I have and the way that I'm seeing the world and I can see things in a slightly different way or I can be much more narrower or much more authentic about revealing the essence of something that I've seen or an idea that I have. So typically based on something that I've seen on how to embellish it, not lie, but to make it the communication of that idea clearer and much more succinct. So when when that's happening, when I decided, okay, what do I want to stand for? That's when I began to think differently about the content that I've been putting out visually from a visual standpoint and realizing that the things that I enjoy doing that I actually spent time doing is something that needs to be shared. It's something that people actually want to see all in reflecting the platforms that I'm expressing them on that I'm that I'm posting content on on Instagram and Facebook and and LinkedIn and of course, the podcast that you're listening to, making sure that gets distributed properly. But when I began to get into total alignment about what I valued, I felt better because I knew that I was doing the right thing. I'm, I'm being in total alignment about who I am. And I'm at the same time, by doing that, I'm altering the perspective of the people that are viewing my content and that are listening to it. And now the ones that do value what I'm putting out turns out to be there's a lot of people that value the content that I'm putting out both visually and in audio form that now I'm building this culture and words getting out and people are coming to me and saying hey Kendall dude I listened to your your you did a, a video um, on motivation, and I like I like the videos that you're putting out. I like your podcast is amazing too. I like the listening to it on my way to work. 
And so it feels good when you know that there are other people that are there in abundance that will believe what you believe. You just have to be willing just to put yourself out there to let them experience it for themselves. So that's the rant I wanted to go ahead and go on with that specific subject. So let's move on. Here are three things that will make it strong for your brand identity to become much more an investment than it will just a simple band-aid for your business. Having a solid brand will make it really easy for your customers to actually make a decision to go with you versus going with a competitor. Having the singular system is going to let the customer know that you actually respect them and that you're actually taking them into consideration of what they find important. And using these elements, that's easy to remember and encompassing all the messages so that the customer can follow you along your journey and you're not deliberately getting them lost. And of course, you want people to follow you along the journey. That's a part of the storytelling. That's a part of documenting and not just creating. There was a point in time where graphic designers were calling them storytellers, calling themselves storytellers. And in a way that's true, so long as you're bringing your consumers along with you for the process. Creating a solid brand identity will help to establish and manage this identity and it can make a company that's as small as a one-man army to a social media agency that has over 900 employees and it can make them, whether you are in Kansas or whether you are in Calcutta, these Having this solid brand will make it recognizable. It'll distinguish you from everyone else and make you identifiable. It'll also make you seem professional. And in turn, that could bring about success and perpetuity in the long run so long as you are committed to your cause. Other things that come into play with a brand identity is things like even the name. Even choosing the right name for your business can help. If you are conveying a name that is has a simple meaning, then of course that's going to work in your advantage. But then you have other names too like Zappos, Yahoo, Google that don't necessarily mean anything specifically. But because the names were simple and catchy, it caught on a lot of brand, a lot of marketing went into it, a lot of time, a lot of repetitiveness, and a lot of uniqueness that helped to differentiate itself from different competitors. And that's actually what gave a lot of these names um, an advantage to help with their packaging for a product or their website or unique products that they offer within their specific sector and using that to their advantage. Point number two is to make it easier for your sales team to make sales out there in the field when they have, when the market already understands what it is that your business is offering when they have an understanding and an awareness of your unique sales proposition for your business and the strengths and advantages that your business has, then your sales team will be able to easier, easily position themselves as the experts simply because the company is already backing them. The backbone of the company is strong enough that your sales team won't have an issue presenting the value props, um, the strengths, and everything that you have, all these unique identifiers that your company offers to differentiate yourself from the competition. So that's an even stronger advantage that your team will have. So 
if you already have a brand identity, if you already have a brand guideline, make sure your team brushes up or at least make sure they understand at the very least what it is that your company offers. All, not just your sales team, but your concierge, people who are greeting, if you have any employees that work in HR, um, everyone in accounting, just everyone understanding what the value and what the, the mission statement of your company has to offer. And that gets reinforced, that help brings brand awareness, and that will definitely help bring consistency and trust among your prospects and customers. Essentially, the ideas and the understanding and all of the content and philosophies and stories within a company, that gets made visible. That gets made obvious. It gets shown that heritage, all the history, all of that gets incorporated and is a part of that actual brand. That culture becomes visualized and that becomes essential to the brand and its development. And because it's so strong, because it's so singular, it penetrates and it sticks because it shows and expresses to consumers that the company is very clear and they have a very clear direction that it's going. And it's essentially saying, follow us. This is where we're going. This is where we're headed. And we want you to join us. And people want to be led. They want to be feel secure that they're being led in the right direction. So by establishing a very strong and clear purpose and a clear brand and a clear identity and a clear vision, this will cause the right people to come along with you on that and they'll feel secure knowing that, hey, we're going somewhere together. I'm not in this alone. That's why community groups are so great to join, to be a part of. Things like Nike. Even though Nike took a slump with the Kaepernick campaign, but they recovered very, very quickly. And there was an obvious divide between Gen, I would say, not even like Gen X and baby boomers, let alone millennials. That caused, that was a clear indicator of we know what we stand for. No matter what you believe, we have something. We stand up for the things that are right when it comes to brands like Nike. And they stood up for what was right. And that's going to play out in the long run. The loyalty is there. They've already put their stake in the ground. So that's how powerful it is when you have a clear direction of where you want to go and you're bringing others along with the ride as you experience life on this planet together. And the third point is to make it easy for a brand to actually build equity in itself and that equity comes within the public as well as with individual shareholders like not just you know with within the organization the people who are maybe on the board or internally but it's building that reputation and making any assets that are with the company as valuable as possible and making all of those touch points valuable, making all of those products valuable and making them interesting and making them important so that people want to covet those products. When you think of a company like Apple, people are very, very proud of Apple products, the entire ecosystem, the tablets, the phones, laptops, desktops, Pro machines, people will drive with Apple stickers on their cars. They're advocates, huge advocates. And you can't force that. You can't force people to create equity by 
voluntary means unless they have a true understanding or truly value what it is that your company's bringing to the table. And that's something that should be honored, respected, and appreciated across the board. Having a great reputation as a brand is going to help you more than it will hurt you. And knowing that your reputation and the respect that you're garnering in the marketplace will be accepted on a broad level. And you can't force that. That's something that comes naturally. And it usually stems from adding more value than they add to you. So adding more value than anyone would ever expect from you. Whether you're an individual or you're a larger organization or you're a small boutique design firm, that is something that you can help to facilitate by adding value, by being part of the community, by being engaged, by just focusing and honing in on what value can I add to the community? What can I give back? It might be through video content. It might be through a podcast. It might be doing free workshops or paid workshops or seminars. It might be doing giveaways. There's plenty of ways to do it. There's not one way of doing something. There are no secrets when it comes to building a brand equity. That's something that you have to start, engineer, and just... Get on that treadmill and just slowly start running the marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And it takes a while. It takes a long time to do. You constantly have to test different things out to see what's going to work. But making that decision can actually ensure the brand's success. And that's what you want to make sure is that the success is building that awareness with the brand and upholding and uplifting the value within the community so that people are aware of what it is that you're bringing and they can actually use to their benefits. It takes recognition. It brings, it takes awareness. It takes, it's getting people's attention all the time. It's getting their attention. It's finding out what they value based on what their interests are And what you can provide to them if you are a visual person because you like to create things with your hands and you like to sculpt things or you design websites or logos or whatever the case may be, you want to put that out there and get that in front of people and find maybe find a way to add value through text. Some people like to read written word so you can create um, captions within the content that you're putting out. So people have context, especially if they like to read what it is that you're offering. But video still seems to be reigning supreme these days in just about every medium. So in our phones now can shoot in full 4K. So there are no limitations. And most people are viewing the content on their phone anyway. But having the assets to be able to to present and give and add value In 2019, you have this ultimate edge. You have the ultimate edge to be able to put out as much content as possible. And that's really, really important that you want to go ahead and get done and making sure that the identity uh, is going to bring loyalty. And it'll help make your company much more successful when you are getting awareness and when people are loyal simply because you've added more value than you took for them. And then that will definitely help to make your business and your company much more successful in the long run because you're adding to that value. But if you're not, if you're just taking and you're not trying to find ways to give, then eventually people will stop listening. People will stop paying attention. They're like, oh, well, this person is just trying to scam me. Oh, you can see that in the Facebook comments. Like you've seen ads, you scroll through, you look at the comments, and people, are, people aren't people are dumb. People don't want to be sold to. They want to voluntarily buy. And they'll buy on their own terms. They'll buy when they want to make the decision. You can just be there along with them to educate them, to answer any questions, or you know, help them with anything that they need. 
handling objections, all of these things. It's just being there. You're walking them through the process. You can't. You can dangle a carrot, but usually that leads to buyer remorse when you try to cheat them and you try to scam them out of things that never works. They will never come back to you for business again, ever. And that's just the way that it is, and rightfully so. The market's fair. If you try to, if you try to cheat people, enough people out of their money, then eventually the market will find out and you've branded yourself as someone who's scammed. Look at companies like Enron. For those of you who can remember that, the whole Enron episode, that's an example of what happens when you start scamming, you start cheating the system, eventually it catches up. But if you do the right thing consistently over time, eventually you will win. It may not happen at first, or you might have a spring at first and something would happen, initially and then it might you know kind of level out over time which typically has a tendency to happen when something pops up that seems like magic and it just explodes usually it burns out just as quickly and so that's just the way the market's positioned but usually if you've started and you're not getting any traction but you're consistent and you're persistent in your efforts I've also noticed that things will explode for you and it'll seem like to the people on the outside that this was overnight and it's not overnight. It takes time. Right now, I'm literally in the trenches. I'm in the dirt right now. At the beginning stage, putting out this content and getting stuff out there and it just takes time. You just have to keep pushing. You have to keep going you have to there's no way there's nowhere in the world where you're going to have instant success without putting in a tremendous amount of hard work and effort granted yeah you can there's things like you the law of attraction but that's just your attention that's where your attention gets manifested and your attention goes and the energy flows when you are paying attention to certain things but you still have to put in the time you still have to take the risk You still have to have that conversation. You still have to give that speech. You still have to make that piece of content. You still have to make that phone call. You still have to write that book. You still have to invest the time. Even if it's fun, that's even better if you're having fun and enjoying the process and doing what you're doing. But there's no shortcut to creating brand equity. You just have to put in the work and you have to put in the time. And find a social group. Find people that will support you. Find other people that you can help. And let people know in that community, hey, I'm just starting out. It's tough. I'm pretty sure you guys have been through it. What are some ways you've gotten through the lulls and the difficulties and the setbacks and the disappointments and those unforeseen moments of things that happen that might seem like it's the end all and be all. And it, you know, it knocks you off course because you're so distracted about what happened that you kind of lose track. How do you bounce back from that? Is it accountability? Is it having someone that you love and trust that can say, hey, everything will be okay? If you're religious, do you need to pray about it? What is it that you need to do? Figure out what it is you need to do. Uh, A mentor, a coach, a friend, a social group, a network. Just figuring out what it is to get you through those times and that will help you sustain um, sustain in building the equity within in the direction that you're going. So I didn't want to rant on too much about that, but we have to there's a few things also we that we have to understand. Our entire world that we're living in right now, The whole thing, everything you see around you has been branded in some way. We're constantly being bombarded with messages of what to know, what to like, what to think, and how to feel, and what to do. And all of these things can be extremely exhausting because they're constantly coming in on us. So we are in a world that's constantly being, we're constantly being branded to in the world that we live in. So branding is going to be here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And there's everyone, it seems, is yelling and they're trying to say something to you. And luckily, your brain doesn't absorb all of it or it doesn't remember all of it on a conscious level, at least. But 
the people that are tuned in to your frequency, or when I say frequency, I mean who are interested in what it is that you have to say. And there's a market. There are people that are interested in every single market, in every single vertical. So there's no shortage of getting the attention of the people that you want to get in front of by understanding what it is that they value and then getting that in front of them. Those different, those specific forms of content. So branding's not going anywhere. And you have to seize and use every single moment that you possibly can to get in front of the people and the customers that you want to get involved with. It could be through comments. You could go inside the comment box, read the comments, and just leave a thoughtful reply to an industry or maybe to a group of realtors, for example. Let's say that you sell you sell websites and you want to get in front of you know realtors you could create a piece of content that talks to realtors about creating either content or the benefits of search engine optimization or writing blog articles or having an effective landing page that targets you know a specific audience in a specific sector and talking their language and i don't know all the jargon that comes with real estate but you get the idea what you're doing is you're you're finding ways to solve a problem for them and understanding their world. And it doesn't even have to be about how to, you know, create that piece of content or create that landing page, but it could be maybe about something that they are interested in that you can find a way to actually leverage for them to benefit from. And that's one of the best ways to, to add value in that market. And the idea is to communicate an idea over and over and over again. Being consistent and being repetitive and just pounding that same message so that people get it, so that it sticks in their mind. Typically, the human brain, in order to hear something and understand it, and you have to pound that message to make sure that they get it. And they will, but it usually takes about eight times before we actually register a message. So you have to tell the human being an average of about eight times before it even registers. So saying the same message eight times in a row, not a problem. You're regurgitating, you might do it in different ways, but essentially that core message has to remain consistent. That's why it's so important to have a set of values or things that you believe in or getting clear on your values or how you operate versus what you truly value. So that's something that you'd want to get clear on and look at all of your assets look at all your different assets that you have, all the messaging that you currently have. Is that something that reflects the essence of your values, the hierarchy of your values? And is that being communicated consistently across the board? If it is, great. What could be said differently? Is If it's not sticking, if could it be said a different way? Is it too long? Is it too short? Is it not clear enough? So those are some questions that I just wanted you to think about. And finally, there's a lot of competitive advantages that everyone has. Everyone on the planet, every business, your business, even your competition's business, has something that's, that's a, an advantage to them. Being a minority is an advantage. You can relate to people that are from different cultures easily simply because you're not pigeonholed of being sold to seeing the world in one or two ways, in black and white, when there's tons of gray in the middle. That's an advantage. Being a woman has an advantage. There's a certain level of natural Empathy that is automatic, that connects you to another human being that men have to put a lot more effort into doing, a lot more effort. 
that's a huge advantage because remember, you're talking to when business, you're talking to people. When you're branding, you're talking to people. You're connecting to people. So having that, getting to the essence of that and knowing that that's natural, that's a huge advantage. Another advantage is you're older. You have the experience. You've seen trends. You've seen the patterns. You see how things work in the world, and you can pretty much predict what's going to happen next based on a long string of things that have happened in your lifetime. Granted, yes, there are always anomalies. There's always different circumstances, unique pieces of technology, um, new cultures that are constantly emerging, but there, there's an experience that you have. There's a certain grit that you have, and you've been able to, you've been up and down the ladder when it comes to having the experiences and the opportunities and dealing with challenges that you're ready for because you've got a proven track record. If you're still here, if you're still here on this planet, you have a proven track record that you can get through anything because you're still here. If you're young, well, you've also got an advantage. You've got time. You can still test things out and try different things and mess up and course correct. If you don't like something, you can try something else. And if you don't like that, you can try something else. And society, we have a tendency to value youth. We value the experience. Now, I'm not saying that I'm super young or super old. I'm like, I'm not even in the middle yet. I haven't even gotten to the middle yet. So there's there, but being young, yeah, there's huge advantages that you have. Just pieces of technology that the older generation will look at to you to use because they don't get it. They don't all get it. They don't all understand it yet. It takes a little bit more time because they didn't grow up with it. So you have the advantage of natively playing with pieces of technology and you can go online and just like everybody else, but because you have that advantage of time, you can go in and you can learn very, very quickly and leverage that learning and that experience and learning that to add value. So that's a huge advantage. Everybody has an advantage. Everybody does. So that's kind of like the point I wanted to go ahead and make. But having an advantage is one thing, but you have to show. You have to show people, don't just talk about it. That has to be experienced. Allow people to experience your advantage and when you let them experiencing it then they'll understand i think there was a quote by benjamin franklin and he said tell me and i forget teach me and i may remember involve me and i learn that is so powerful it's involving people in the process, involving them so they actually learn and they actually get it. So that's why Facebook Live is hugely powerful because you can involve people in the experience, you can involve them in the process. And that's something, that's an advantage that you could have as well. And that's how you can build brand equity is by simply involving people, doing a seminar, doing a workshop, having them do activities and exercises doing one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. All There's so many different options. There's so many different ways. You can Google the answers. There's so many different ways to solve it, but I just simply wanted to get, get it across that there's nothing that's holding you back. There's nothing that's physically holding you back except for the stories while you're telling yourself that it can't happen. And these stories will creep up on you. <laughs> they will creep up on you. They're very, very clever. And they will definitely have the opportunity to try to take a stronghold on you. But you also have a very beautiful mind that tells amazing stories about why you can. Because you've done it before. Or even if you haven't done it before. You can elaborate on how great it's going to work out. 
you can elaborate and tell a story about how great things are going to work out. And that could give you a reason to actually demonstrate how it's going to work simply because you're getting people excited and involved about the amazing journey that you're about to showcase with them and they can be a part of it. And we're only here once. We only get this one shot on this planet. So you might as well just go for it. And while going for it, you want to make sure that you actually understand the people that you're trying to reach. Understand the people that you're trying to talk to, the customers, that the end consumer that you're trying to target. Make sure you understand them. And it's easier than ever now to understand people, especially in the business world, because you have access to content on LinkedIn. You can go to their LinkedIn profile and understand where they went to school, where they worked, what their talents and strengths are. And maybe things that they're interested in by the, either the content they've created or the content they've engaged with. And you can get a pretty good census of what they value. And you can build a relationship just on that. So you can, by understanding them, you can take what I had mentioned earlier with the real estate example. You can take what their preferences are and you can look at their lifestyles and understand what they value. And you can completely align with that and add value and talk to them about the things that they're already interested in and be interested in that. Now, I don't mean faking it and pretending that you actually know what it is that they are probably an expert in or well-versed in, but you do want to take an understanding and an interest of what they are finding some kind of common thread. And everybody has something in common with each other. I'm pretty sure that that 99% of the people that you meet, if you want to take the time to understand somebody, listen to them, be interested in who they are, and they'll tell you. And when they tell you, listen, genuinely listen to what they tell you and be interested in that. And that will bring on a stronger relationship. It just takes time. You have to invest in it, but it eventually it will work. Identify touch points in the customer's product or service. Identify what it is that they value and what they constantly get in contact with. So if they're constantly looking at their phone, which is usually pretty common now, but if there's a certain ritual that they have, objects and tools that they're using regularly, find a way to potentially brand your product to meet that need. Water bottles are really, really popular, especially during the summer and even in office spaces because you need to stay hydrated and having your product branded on that, that could be really, really helpful. Even iPhone cases create your brand product um, or at least the, the logo on an iPhone case, depending on the culture that you're trying to reach. And that can be something that would help them massively. But it's just getting really clear and getting really focused on what it is that's being used and making sure that you present it in such a way that's valued to them and not just yourself. And this also rolls into using just the different emotions and every different senses that we have, both the visual, the taste, the touch. I've read about an article once of a girl who sent donuts to a guy, that to a company that she was trying to reach. And she found out his information on LinkedIn, found out you know where to send the package, and sent him a box of donuts with her resume attached. I mean, that's adding value. And there's all kinds of different ways you can play it. And people were commenting, well, what if he had diabetes? Or what if, you know, he had you know, a sensitivity to gluten? And those are just people just trolling that are complaining because they, they are clearly aren't trying anything that's going to work. Because if you're willing to try something and see if it works or not, you're at least getting feedback whether you're on the right track or not. So don't be romantic and... And don't be a troll and uh, and complain about it when someone tries something that's unique. But there's all different kinds of ways that you can find a ways to add value, even on a small scale, to your existing customers or people that you're trying to reach and finding something that's unique to them. So 
that's it. That's kind of all I wanted to get out in today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, follow it, share it with all your family and friends, coworkers, colleagues, bosses. I would really appreciate the love. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me. You can email me at giftboxcreative at gmail.com. That's my direct email, and you can reach me there. And always remember, the light at the end of the tunnel may be you.